Welcome everyone to our next chapter on diving deeper into internal core emotions, all working together. Um, we almost like to think of this as kind of internal system within ourselves, right? That there's all different parts and components that need to work together. And there's a really complex emotional system within that too. I think we often maybe over-focus in society on, on the logic and the rationale, but there's also a really big emotional system um, that's very critical to how we function too. When we think about this complex system within ourselves, um, we almost equate it right to how organizations or teams work together too, that there are all different parts that we need to understand how the parts individually work and how they work together um, to function healthily and sustainably. So as we talk about ourselves and our emotions, we want to start weaving that in to how we can also work with each other within our systems of teams and organizations here at Atlassian too. Kevin, let's start with maybe our relationship internally with ourselves. Um, in your experience working with leaders, high achievers within the workplace, how would you define a healthy self-relationship? And are there kind of specific characteristics or components when it comes to a healthy relationship with ourselves internally? Yeah, it's different for, for every person because we all kind of have a default view of ourselves. You know, some people um, are very, very supportive and uh, not critical themselves. Some people are really critical of themselves. Some people don't even think about themselves that much. We're all different. But a healthy self, self relationship and, and view of ourselves generally is that we, we spend some time reflecting and we're able to balance and acknowledge the good things and the areas that we could grow and improve. And it's, you know, and that's, and that's what good, I mean, at the end of the day, our, our ability to, to love ourselves and see some ways that we could improve in a, in a balanced way, I think is healthy and very hard for some people. Yeah. Along those lines, when that is hard for ourselves or when maybe we don't have the healthiest self-relationship, but we're not aware of it, um, how can that cause us to maybe unknowingly hurt others at work or even hurt ourselves at work, right? How, what are ways that you see that people overlook ways that their self-relationship might not be healthy yeah. and that ends up actually getting in the way of their lives in the way of their work? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I'll, I'll introduce a tool that you can um, self-assess online. It's called Enneagram. And Enneagram is a tool that breaks down your, your view basically of the world and of yourself. And it breaks you into nine different types of perspectives. And this, it's, it's, this goes back hundreds of years. It's, it's a fascinating tool. Um, and for example, I am what's called a type eight, which is the challenger. Um, in, in this Enneagram, it's generally the most aggressive profile. It's the person who will always take charge of a room. Um, and interestingly, supporter of underdogs. That's kind of a quick summary of the eight. Now, at my best, an eight is a facilitator of teams, uh, a supporter of greatness. But at, at a lower level, and that's at, at, a, at a you know optimized version. At a lower level, 
will always take control, minimize other people, um, brash in a way that offends people. So that's just, you know, if for, for, so as a type eight, and, 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 and um, um, I need to be aware of making room for other people. And so I need to be aware of different things that I would do. There's another type called a type two, which is called the supporter or the helper. And the supporter or the helper is that person who wants to help everyone all day, every day. And at their best, they're this you know, per person that would be um, in a, great, a great force in the world. But at their worst, they can become you know, very angry and resentful because they're always helping, but they're not getting anything in return. So basically, every person has something different where they get in their way. I could be over-domineering. They could be over-helpful. There's another one called the type three that's an achiever. And it needs to, that person needs to win no matter what. So sometimes they can be so competitive even when there's no need to be a competitor. So the point of it is it requires self-reflection and a tool like Enneagram, for example, allows you to look at yourself through a different lens and understand your patterns. And when you take the time to reflect, you can see your patterns at play because you can see how other people react to you. And as a colleague, you'll see the things that you do where people smile and relax and do their best work. And you'll see the things you do that kind of, you know, push people back a little bit as well. Yeah. So I think it's, 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 it's different for all of us. And we just like to use tools to help with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, this, this reminds me really kind of just in the mental wellness world, right. When we're talking about anything from behavioral psychology to practicing mindfulness um, at the root kind of is, finding ways to become more objectively self-aware yes, um, yes. of our tendencies and patterns and how they impact our lives, but also how they impact the people around us who, whether we work with them or, or whether we're in personal relationship with them. Um, and it's, it's almost like not only recognizing the behavior, but even practicing some curiosity around where those behaviors came from because things like being big uh, people supporters or helpers a lot of times we adapt that from experiences in our life yeah. where it was really helpful and a valuable adaptation but then when we go on autopilot yes. from there for the rest of our lives um that can often go past the point of diminishing returns like you're saying right where well yes with the, and yes and with enneagram what it is is as a tool i love this tool and, and the assessment costs, it's almost free and there is free version. So it's, it's a, it's so helpful, but it will generally, we've all had rough patches earlier in our life. And what these are is the masks that we put on to feel safe. And as you said, which was a dead on at that time in your life at 11 years old, it worked. But as you move in your career, it becomes more like a boat anchor. It holds you back and you need to free yourself from it. And that's, um, and that's a real critical piece on this is that recognizing it when it works and recognizing when it gets in the way. Yeah. Great. So along those lines, let's move into self-talk uh, yes. and knowing what is helpful versus not helpful. Um, what would you say are, are some characteristics that we can maybe use when it comes to differentiating between healthy and unhealthy self-talk, right? Because I feel like for some of us, we're like, oh, doubting myself is actually really good because it makes sure that I will be perfect and not miss a single thing if I just talk nasty. I'm like, have yeah. you 
you miss something? Have you missed something? Um, and we're not sure where that line is to draw when it's helping us versus hurting us. What, what are your suggestions here for differentiating between healthy or unhealthy self-talk? You know, first of all, there's tools that people use. And you can go look at elite, elite athletes is, you know, visualization and seeing the outcomes that you want, like actually visually rehearsing what you want and expecting positive outcomes. Some people expect negative outcomes all the time, which is, you know, you need to be aware of what couldn't work, but your energy should be on the positive and other things like gratitude. Gratitude practice is probably the single most powerful thing a human being can do, which is appreciating what is already great. And that sounds silly, but you know, earlier when we talked about mental health, it's one of the number one strategies when you're in a rough place because people get anxious and worried about a lot of things. So a base of gratitude and seeing what's good and a, a base of you know, visualization or affirmation about the positive things that you, um, that you want. Um, when it gets to the self-talk piece, the, the base thing and one of our, our core values in our firm is called better next time is that things always go wrong. It's part of life. And, and when you make mistakes, which is part of the learning path and, and inevitable, when you make mistakes uh, is to be able to acknowledge the mistake, look for the learning, and then think about how you do better next time instead of beating yourself up. Some people will destroy themselves and, you know, like internally, like, you know, God, you're stupid. And this affirms why you didn't get that promotion. All Like people will start running on this narrative of how they're just a horrible person um, versus, yep, that was a good one. Let's learn. And uh, I'll figure out the strategy for next time. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it sounds basic, but some people are really, really harsh on themselves. Now, there's the other people that try and pretend that they're perfect, and that's not good either, because the, the, root of, the root of it all is a growth mindset, and it's a mindset that we can and will continually learn and improve and become a better version, and, and when you have that, a lot of this is easier, but a lot of people are trapped in thinking that, um, that they can't learn or that making a mistake is, you know, the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Such an um, important point, I think, especially relatable now, as we've lived through two years of constant reminders that we're not in control and that things yes. are predictable or perfect, right? And it's not necessary. It's not about controlling. It's about responding and finding meaning, yes. and growth, and it's not about perfection. It's about growing and learning um, and doing better next time. Um, so I think that's such a a great. Uh, almost kind of compass towards our self-talk is, is it leading us towards being able to be resilient and to grow um, instead of being in these rigid uh, yes. molds instead? Because the mistakes are going to happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. I was, I was we're, we're having a chat with this, even with money. And I have a belief that, you know, probably at least 10% of every dollar that I earn will get wasted on bad decisions you know it's like the other night we we booked movie tickets and booked it for the wrong day and it was non-refundable and it's just like it's part of life now some people that would be traumatic you know and, and it was movies it's not that expensive but still it's 
it's leaving room for mistakes and, and, and that it's okay. It's almost like there's a budget for it and it frees your spirit because that's where the best innovation comes from. And, and otherwise you can get so locked up and so stressed and, and it'll, um, it'll just emotionally it'll make you a lot tighter and less able to enjoy life. Yeah. And, and same with your work. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin, for spending some time with us, just diving into ourselves. Um, before we move to the next chapter, talking more about leadership, is there anything else you would want to add? Words of encouragement, advice, when it just comes to our self-work, understanding ourselves, and why that's so important within our workplaces and the teams we work with? Well, the thing I'll, that I'll say is that Everybody to a degree has some sort of imposter syndrome. If you're growing in your career, this is where you're at. And you know, you're, you're always going to feel a little bit behind. And if that's the case, congratulations, you're on track. Right. And I, and I can remember probably so many years in my career. I remember I was um, working in the Middle East for the first time and I had some local um, UAE nationals where, where Dubai is located in UAE who had hired me to come in and work with a bunch of the CEOs and companies. And I was you know, 35 at the time. And I remember in front of this room in this, in, 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 in front of, in, in a spectacular building in Dubai, teaching a bunch of these people and, 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 and telling them what they needed to do to help dial in their companies. And I'm standing in the front of the room going, I'm a 35 year old kid from a small town outside of Vancouver, in here in the Middle East with these people that have probably twice the education I have. And I'm telling, and I just, I just, it, it, you know, it was, it was crazy. And, and in that moment, I had, we have those self doubts and I, you know, we went on to do amazing work with that group of companies for a decade. It was, we had a, a built an amazing relationship with the founder and did amazing work, but it's, it's, it's the root of it in these situations is, to, is, is and, and I heard someone said this yesterday, is to have courage over comfort is to have courage to put ahead, push ahead and make yourself uncomfortable and take some chances um, versus being comfortable and staying safe. And when you have that courage, you build more confidence and capability. When you stay safe, you don't. And that's what life is about. So if we know that everyone's got some imposter syndrome to some degree and feeling stressed and not good enough, but you continue to push ahead, that's where the good stuff happens. And that's the people who thrive in their careers in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and 60s. They continue to choose courage and stretch themselves and be uncomfortable versus taking the safest road. And that's the most joyous path because your confidence grows like crazy. You, your enjoyment grows and you become a great influence and, and role model for other people too. So it's like, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel a little bit underskilled. Just push ahead and do your best and, and generally it works out. Fantastic. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us in this chapter. In our next chapter, we're diving into leadership, leading with authenticity. We'll see you soon. <laughs>